All right, welcome to episode number four. I want to ask you, have you had the same health goal time and time again or year after year or month after month and you still can't seem to hit that goal? So I want to talk to you today about why accountability is the missing piece to your health goals. Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm so excited to be here talking about accountability. And I've got a few statistics to share with you. And um, after I do that, I'm going to be sharing with you the five tips for accountability to help you implement these with your health goals. Now, I'm talking a lot in January about health goals and New Year's resolutions and how to implement them and how to execute them because January is the month where everybody's way into it. They're really all about it. They're running on motivation. The new year gives a lot of people motivation. But as we've talked about before, there's a difference between motivation and a driver. And the reality is that most people start things on motivation and then the motivation runs out, the dopamine, the dopamine and motivation are strongly linked and the dopamine dissipates from their bloodstream and their feelings. And guess what? They stop. And then what I've found is that people then start up again a few months later or maybe it's next New Year's. They start up again and guess what? The goal's the same, the aim's the same and the approach to it is exactly the same. And guess what? Same result, okay? Exact same result. So, you know, if you keep trying to do the same thing over and over again without changing anything, then obviously you're going to get the same result, right? That's the definition of insanity, trying, trying to do that. So that's why I want to talk to you today about accountability, all right? So I want to jump into it with some stats about accountability because these are really important because there's, you know, some solid science behind this. So a, group, a bunch of different groups have done research studies into this in different industries and different fields, and the numbers seem to be pretty much the same across the board, okay? So... We'll start with the ASTD. So the ASTD is the American Society of Training and Development. So they did a study on accountability and what they found is that you have a 65% chance of completing a goal if you commit to somebody. And it actually gets even better. So if you have a specific accountability appointment with a person you've with that specific person you've committed to you will increase your chance of success from 65 up to 95%. And I think that that is you know pretty easy to understand why and that's most people don't want to look bad themselves. They don't want to let other people down. And this this is where the function of accountability really really steps into play because the reality is most people care about what people think of them. Okay? And most people also want to respect other people's time and effort and input and commitment. So this is what really drives the accountability and it moves from motivation to being a driver because the other person might not be a source of motivation but they're definitely driving you because you don't want to have a negative interaction or a negative perception of yourself. So the... um, 
The, the other one I want to share with you is the Entrepreneur Mag. So I've used this one in uh, many presentations before that I've used actually. So Entrepreneur Magazine, they conducted a study and they found that you're 76% more likely to reach your goals with weekly accountability appointments. Okay, so it's not just committing to someone for, you know, 12 months or whatever it is. It's about having a weekly goal or a weekly meeting um, so you can get together, measure the situation and figure out are you on track? Are you disappointing anybody? Because that'll be your driver. And if you're, if you're not, you can make adjustments. So there's statistics like this across the board. So there, you know, there's a variety of different things. Um, there's a Forbes magazine also did a study on accountability in reference to new year's resolutions. And they found very similar results as well. Um, as long as you have accountability in place, you know, you're more than 80% likely to achieve those New Year's resolutions. So now I want to jump into the five tips that I've got here for accountability, specifically for people that have health goals. Okay. And this is real. These are all really important. And, you know, in you could probably apply these to any area of your life, but my focus for you is specifically your health goals. Okay. Because it's January. I know you're in the motivation, but I, I'm trying to give you a driver. I'm trying to give you the tools to find a driver in your life that can drive you to commit to the long-term process through accountability. All right, let's jump into it. So we've got number one. Number one seems obvious, but it's something that most people don't do, okay? So number one is have an accountability structure with a coach or person you respect, okay? So this is like super important. This is the foundation of accountability, having somebody else in on the conversation, somebody that you respect. Why someone you respect? Because like I said before, most people don't want to let others down. They don't want to have people look at them as as weak or negative or incapable or incompetent. And so that is how it drives us to perform. And the reason we need to um, have a structure with that coach, it's so that they can measure based on their own personal opinion, whether or not they think that we've you know made the cut that week or that month or that year. Because the whole point is that we're handing the responsibility of measurement to somebody else to say yes or no. Because if we just do it ourselves, then there's no point having that person there, right? If they're not going to implement. So it has to be someone you respect um, or, or someone you pay or someone, you know, there's another incentive there. You're handing over money. So number one, have an accountability structure with a coach or person you respect. Number two, set clear goals with that person and not just goals, but expectations. Okay. So you need to sit down and say, tell that person what you expect of them and what they expect of you, right? You need to have that super clear and then set your goals. What are your goals of your health journey? Is it to lose 10 kilos this year? That therefore, how many kilos do we need to lose each month? And I've talked about this on the podcast before too. You might've listened to it on the previous episode but you need to have an ideal outcome and you need to have an unacceptable outcome. And guess who really needs to know about the unacceptable outcome? It's your coach. It's your coach or your person that you respect that you've got managing your accountability. All right, number three, give permission to that person to hold you accountable. It sounds super obvious, but a lot of us, I've met so many people and I've done it in my own life before. I've, I've had an accountability partner or so I've phrased it and it's really just a friend that I've chatted to about achieving some stuff. And we're like, yeah, let's do that. 
that would be great. Imagine if we could be millionaires or imagine if we could have a six pack. And it's just kind of this fluffy idea. And then we tell each other about what we're doing for a couple of months and then it just peters out. And that's because we're ne- neither of us are in a situation where we've given the other person permission to really hold us accountable, right? To really lay into us when things aren't right and we're, we're dropping the ball and to praise us when things are going well. And again, it comes back to, you know, this person needs to be someone you respect. That's why they have the power to hold you accountable, but you've got to give them that permission. And I would definitely recommend giving that permission verbally in person or or as much as you can so that they can really see that this is important and that their input and their, um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Their implementation of that permission that you've given them given them is you know is imperative to the outcome right so number three give them give them permission to hold you accountable number four document it so it's measurable by your coach or person you respect right so the point is like i used the weight loss example before 10 kilos in a year how many kilos each month if your coach or the person you respect don't, don't know the numbers what are you being held accountable to right or, or maybe it's a task-oriented thing. If you haven't ticked, if they if they can't see what all the tasks are meant to be and how many of the tasks are ticked off and are not ticked off, then they can't hold you accountable. So you need to have it in a platform that it's measurable, so that that person can make sure that you're sticking to your goals and doing what you need to do, and can help negotiate and chat with you if you are falling off the bandwagon a bit. Because falling off the bandwagon isn't failing. Okay, it's just a small detour, right? All right, and the final one, and I think this is probably going to be the most important for the vast majority of people, me included, number five is to incentivize that accountability in both directions, right? And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? So, I mean both directions. So, if you achieve the goal, you want something good. What are you working towards, right? What are you rewarding yourself with? What is it that you've done all this hard work for? not just across everything on the list and and that's a small, you know, you feel good. There's actually studies behind the fact that when you cross little things off on lists or tick things on lists, you get a little dopamine hit in exactly the same way as you get a little, little dopamine hit in the brain when you open Facebook and see that you've got some notifications. So yeah, you can get a little hit from that, but... You need a big hit of uh, motivation, which is dopamine. You need a big hit of dopamine by having a positive incentive for achieving those goals. Conversely, we need a negative incentive. We need an incentive to stay away from the pain we will have to feel if we fail, right? And actually, I can share with you what my own personal negative incentive or incentive to stay away from is this month with my business my business partner, accountability partner. So I have to drink a coffee. Most people are like, you live in Melbourne, that can't be punishment, but I actually hate coffee. I, like I really hate coffee. <laughs> and I, I've actually, I've, I've had a sip of maybe one or two when people have been like, yeah, you, you probably like it now, you know, and I, I've, it's horrendous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the coffee fanatics and connoisseurs that are listening, right? (laughs) I'm really sorry. Um, But I hate coffee. So for me, that's the negative incentive. And guess what? That is, you know, it's kind of a joke. It's kind of fun as well. But actually doing it will be excruciating for me. And my accountability partner, hers, 
is actually to eat an entire chili. So, you know, th- these are these are kind of fun, but they're really going to be painful. And we've both given each other permission to to hold us accountable. And if the, you know, that's the that's the whole point of the arrangement. So, we're starting small and fun, but you can make it financial. Um, I've had clients in the past that have made their accountability financial because nothing else motivates them to keep going or drives them to keep going. So, you've got to find your pain point and what you really don't want to happen and use that with your accountability partner. Give your accountability partner that leverage over you because that'll make you feel a little bit vulnerable and a little bit uncomfortable, but guess what? It means you're going to work, right? So, so these are the five accountability tips that I wanted to share with you. So thanks so much for jumping on again in episode number four. I'm super excited that we're starting to pump these out. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast or whichever app you use and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.